0: What do you do when you realize an old client has found a new coach? Hi, welcome to another episode of Business Mindset Mastery. I'm Heather Gray. I'm a mindset and performance coach for business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs. You can always find me over at choosetohaveitall.com. And today's episode kind of goes under the category of hashtag Awkward. I'm not even someone who talks in hashtags. But I got this letter, and that was just my immediate thought. That, like, kind of gross, slimy sort of self-doubting feeling that immediately takes over when you realize that someone who used to work with you is now working with someone else. We know it's not personal. We know it's just business, but it still just feels really, really bad. What are we supposed to do about it and how do we move on? So let's listen in on today's letter and I'll find you on the other side. Heather, I know this is stupid. I know it's petty and I know it's just business, but I'm feeling rather crushed. I help coaches and consultants self-publish their first book. I worked with a dream client last year and we got our book out into the world, exceeding every goal we set for it. I was really proud of our work, and we really worked well together. To my surprise and disappointment, I recently learned she hired a new coach and editor for her second book. I'm hurt to not have been considered, and I'm wondering what I did wrong. I know I'm taking it too personally, but I can't stop obsessing about it. How can I let bygones be bygones? Okay, I feel you. I feel you. It feels so bad when you think you did really good work, when you think you have a dream client and you imagine that the two of you are going to go off to happily ever after land as client and coach forever. And when we realize that sometimes our dream clients choose new paths, it can really make us look at ourselves. We start to sort of second guess ourselves. We second guess the work we did. We wonder if we did enough follow up, if we offered enough support, if we showed up in the way we needed to show up so that the relationship could continue for another venture in the future. And we just get caught in our heads and we second guess and question everything. I don't know anyone who hasn't been in this situation that does, that simply just sort of goes, ah, you know, business is business and I hope it works out well for them moving on. It always, especially at the beginning when it happens to us, will like bring up feelings of um, just discomfort. Sometimes it's jealousy, sometimes it's embarrassment, but something that just simply doesn't feel good for some, and then for other people, it can feel downright awful. You're, you're identifying a couple of places in your letter where there might be a thinking error or two. First of all, you introduced yourself to me as a person who helps first-time authors Is it at all possible that your client just assumed you only worked with first time authors and that you wouldn't be interested in working with her on a second book? Like that's the first thing that comes to mind for me is did she know she could work with you? The second thing that comes to mind is you talk about this good relationship you had. You talk about the fact that you imagined a working relationship where the two of you would go off into the wild blue yonder and continue to do really great things together. If you really had that kind of relationship, Are you going to let it end without a word simply because you've seen that she took a second path that isn't you? If it's such a good relationship that you perceived having that much lasting success and you think it's an actual legit for real relationship and you're not just making it up in your head, is there any way that instead of obsessing for days and weeks and months could you just like go through 10 hard minutes of a tough conversation and ask her? That quote, by the way, I I always feel like I need to... Um, sort of recognize people when they uh, when they share wise things. So that idea and that concept of agonizing for weeks and months to avoid a 10-minute hard conversation, I just saw that quote from Stacy Speaker. She helps um, women and C-level um, and corporate executives uh, find confidence and um, just stand up for themselves a little bit more. And I, I caught that quote on her Facebook page. And as I was reading this letter, that quote came to mind. And I, I said those words, but I don't at all want them attributed to me they're really wise and I I think you did a really good job with that Stacy but in any case you know I'm wondering as I read your letter here listener if you know if you're simply avoiding a hard conversation if there's any way to simply say um, hey I saw you were working with so-and-so I'm really happy for you you know what's the book you're working on Um, get a little bit of information about it and then say you know I gotta be honest with you I'm a little disappointed that you didn't, dis, you know, that you didn't consider working with me again. Was there a reason for that, or was there something that I didn't do, or a way I didn't serve that was missing? Because you know, if it was on my end, I would really like to know because it is in my best interest to build, you know, sort of ongoing relationships with my clients. And if I have a chance to do that better next time, or to even do it better with you in the future, I certainly would welcome that opportunity i think sometimes you know, we run the risk of making assumptions and we always tell ourselves negative stories. So, you know, it could be several things. It could be that this other coach was cheaper. It could be that this other coach, you know, like resonated with her on a level that made her think that for this particular book, somebody else would be better served as an editor for it. But until you ask the hard question and sit in that vulnerable, super, you know, Like I said, hashtag awkward space, you're never going to get to the other side of it. And you could be making all kinds of negative stories up about yourself and up about what this means and all of that. And I would really like encourage you um, to just to just not if you're a professional, you're an editor, you've been doing this for a while. You, you give, <laughs> not for nothing, my friend, you give like critical feedback to people for a living. So if you have no problem correcting people, then like use that work confidence, use that ability to tell someone that then when they were heading left, they needed to make a right and just have the grown up adult conversation. Get it out of your head. What is the worst thing that's going to happen? She's going to tell you, I found working with you too challenging. I wasn't really happy with this. You were too expensive. If you really imagined a good relationship and you felt it, you can't make that crap up. She couldn't have been faking it the entire time. So my guess is you sent something genuine with her. So just lean on that and ask. And in the worst case scenario, <laughs> that she hated you and thought you did a lousy job and thought her book would have been better served by someone else. Well, you're already thinking that. You're already sitting in the heartache. So the only thing you'll have to do is deal with the reality that it was true and accept that loss and grieve it and mourn it and move on but there's so much opportunity here my friend to just simply find out it was either a misunderstanding it was an impulsive decision on her part she saw that you were going on vacation so and so offered an incredible deal like you have no idea And until you know, you don't get to beat yourself up about it. You don't get to obsess about it and second guess yourself. You have no business doing that and you're wasting your time. So have the adult professional conversation hey, I'm kind of surprised you didn't call me for this. I'm thinking A, B, or C. You know, can you help me out? Can you tell me? Would you mind having a conversation? You know, it reminds me a little bit of this. um, I had this long-term therapy client of mine And we did a really good amount of work over like a two-year span of time. And then I got a call from the group um, agency that I was contracting with looking for like information or a date of birth or something for her because the client was registering with a new clinician. And instantly I was like, I can't believe this client didn't call me. I'm so like, I'm so surprised, you know, that I didn't get the phone call. Why didn't she, you know you know, why didn't she call me? And I, I obsessed about it and I did very much what you did. Um, and then I just ended up calling the client and I said, hey, listen, I said the, the, you know, the sort of information that you gave me and the billing information, the group practice needed to know about it because I had the copy. As a result, I happen to find out that you're seeing a different clinician. I'm sure it makes you feel uncomfortable for me to find out, but it would also like really hurt my feelings if you like if you didn't think you could ask me and she goes, you have an availability? And I said, yeah, of course I have an availability. And she's like, oh, I went on psychology today, which is the therapy listing that I have. And you have a notice on there that says accepting no new clients. She's like, I just assumed, you know, it'd been like nine months since I'd been in your office. Um, and so that I, I just assumed you were full. And it was literally just a communication misunderstanding. And I, you know, and I said, well, no, I'm not accepting new clients, but you're you're not new to me. You're like a current client who's returning. And I always have openings for those people. And I got her back on my docket. Um, But another time I had that hard conversation when I found out um, that a client of mine was, you know, seeing somebody else. And I made that same phone call. And I had that same conversation. And the client came back to me and said, listen, Heather, I just have to be really honest with you. I didn't want to see you. Because I didn't want to see your face. And I didn't want to see your disappointment. And I didn't want to see your I told you so. When you know, I had to tell you that you know my husband cheated on me, (laughs) Um, and it was because I sat with her and told her for months that her husband's disconnected, disjointed, inconsistent way of sort of talking to her and interacting with her, and sort of the way he was holding himself, led me to believe that one of the possibilities was that he might be having an affair or doing some other act of betrayal that she wouldn't approve of or would be hurt by and she said no 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 and then you know of course it turned out to be true and she didn't come back to me because she was just too embarrassed other people have written me letters and told me I'm not you know I just wanted to let you know that I'm not coming back to you because I really like where we ended things and I need a good ending I'm just starting out fresh with someone new And so unless you're willing to have those conversations with people, like you're never gonna find out, you're always gonna go to worst case scenario. And if you don't have that hard conversation, say for example, she didn't choose you for book number two because you didn't X, Y, and Z, without knowing that and without getting that feedback and finding that out, you were risking yourself doing or not doing that again with a future client. We can all learn from feedback. We can all learn from somebody saying like, yeah, like this would have been better if you had done this. And that's hard to hear, but what you're learning is not hearing it doesn't feel all that much better the only good alternative here is that if you never found out that she was hiring someone for a second book but that doesn't really solve the problem that's sitting in front of you so if you really want to know and you really want to stop obsessing you have to have the hard conversation If you don't have the cojones for that and you don't have kind of the sort of the strength of the tenacity, whatever you want to call it, to have that hard conversation, then part of it is that you need to acknowledge for yourself that you're sitting in a moment of disappointment that your feelings got hurt you wanted something you didn't get it and you have to honor and respect that it feels bad and to remind yourself that clients have the right to self-determination they get to choose what's best for them and sometimes we're not the thing that's best for them but that doesn't mean we're not just as good for someone else. That doesn't mean we can't be someone else's person because as long as you're looking in the rear view mirror, you are missing out on the people who need to find you, who can match your skill set, who can handle your feedback, who appreciate your working style. You have no idea why this woman didn't choose you. Find out if you can, but if not, make yourself worthy of someone else's choice by showing up, being present, sharing yourself, sharing your value and helping people see and understand how you serve and how you move through the world. It absolutely feels lousy to be second best and to not be chosen. And I'm not discounting or minimizing the feeling, nor am I giving you permission, however, to let it fill your days spending hours and hours sitting and spinning on it because that gets you nowhere fast, my friend. I'm sorry you're feeling bad. But it really is not the end of the world. But it could start to become the end of your business or a tarnish of success for this quarter or somehow affect you negatively if you don't get a grip and handle on it. I think you can do this. I I know it sucks, but it's so much better to have it suck for a 10-minute hard conversation than it is for however much time you've spent wasting on this already. So, you know, there those are my two cents with a little bit of help from Stacy speaker and her um awesome reframe of that idea and you know that's where i leave you for today um it's not the end of the world and it can mean a whole lot of hope for what happens next you just have to be willing to ask thanks so much for reaching out to me i really appreciated um the opportunity to help you if anybody's been listening to this show and getting value in it finding that my two cents for someone else's problem has actually helped you or you yourself or a listener of the show who's contributed um, a question and has gotten value from my answer. An easy way to show appreciation is at the bottom of the show notes. You can make a financial contribution to the show. I invite you to do that as a show of your appreciation and a vote of confidence in who I am, what I do and how I serve and how I put myself out there. Thank you so much for your consideration. I really enjoyed talking to you today and I look forward to talking to you next time. Bye for now.